I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is the AEW Revolution After Show on AfterBuzz TV, and we are coming to you live from the world-famous AfterBuzz TV headquarters in sunny Los Angeles, California. Woo-woo! And have we got a show for you? So you won a revolution. (laughs) This was such an incredible show. Anissa, Roger, let me introduce you guys. I'm all all over the place. First up, all the way to the left, ladies and gentlemen, he is the International Super Scout. Let's hear it for Roger Corral. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here. I'm excited. Let's go. And next to him is the indie darling herself with a couple I told you shows for tonight. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Anissa Barr. Yeah, I told you so. <laughs> and hailing from inside the booth, he is the super producer. Let's hear it for Josh Alonzo. Pay-per-view, am I right? Oh my goodness. You yes. are absolutely right, and I am your benevolent host, Fancy Jack Farmer. Man, man, oh man. I gotta I gotta warn all the <laughs> listeners right now. If you like the kind of after shows that like to nitpick little things, this is not the <laughs> show for you. I'm about to gush all over the place. Get out of here. Spoiler alert. We're not negative. I <laughs> Win Trust Arena got quite the show. Roger and Nisa, now let's get those overall thoughts. You're right. We got a revolution. It's funny. I, I, I was thinking about it. I was ordering. First of all, I had an order to pay-per-view like through your cable provider in a long time. So it yeah. felt like I was back in the 90s. I'm like, yeah, can I get revolution, please? <laughs> like, it was great. It was yeah. fun. And I was thinking about it. I was like, why is it called revolution? Well, by the end of the night, I knew why. Because we got a revolution. I got great matches. I got a new era. I got a new title. Like, everything about it, it's a whole new start to wrestling after yesterday. What he said. Yeah, it was... It was. Uh, I, I got to agree with you. Ordering, like, old school, it was, uh, it was interesting. Uh, typing in my password and everything on, like, my little Roku remote. Uh, Satan, if you need some ideas for hell, having people having to type that in forever is, uh, is the way to go. I felt embarrassed because, uh, like, I always order, like, through an app or something, and I called, and she's like, well, I see the stuff that you've ordered before, and I'm like, okay, okay, let's just... Let's just <laughs> Tell me what I want to order now. Like, I don't like that this lady knew my whole history. (laughs) Uh, Man, I just, I love the overall vibe of this show. I love the things they did to make it feel special. I love starting with the uh, national anthem. I love uh, Roberts in a tux. I loved the lights in the crowd. I loved the match pacing overall i just thought their production value of this show was absolutely amazing uh guys we are like a few weeks away from wrestlemania and i don't care i'm telling uh, you right now i don't care like how you feel (laughs) (laughs) 
Roger, man, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Since, so we were saying right before we went on the air, since Bash at the Beach, they have been lights out with every show, and they stuck the landing tonight. It's been ridiculous. We were, we started off on a boat, and I feel like I'm still on a boat. Like, I'm still on right. that high. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're dressed like you're I'm on a boat. I'm dressed like I'm on a boat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know, so I always like to start with what is the most important thing from the show, but AEW really put me in a bind here because everything <laughs> was great. So I'm just going to go ahead and start from the main event. Uh, John Moxley versus Chris Jericho. Obviously, we've got a new world champion. Huge news, but I want to start with the promo he cut at the end. And he said, I want... I want to thank all the people who were with me since the very beginning. And because of that, Anissa Barr, I want you to take it away here. Oh, um, when he said that, uh, it felt like he was speaking to me personally. Because there's a lot of people who have been watching him since day one. I mean, 2006, 7, 8, 9. Those are the years that I discovered him. And... To know and see how grown he has been and matured through his career, it really shows how much of a true champion he really is, even having the title or not. Mm-hmm. But I feel that this is uh, this is who he is, and he's finally now saying, this is what I've always wanted to be. This is me, and I thank everyone to pretty much who's been on my side since day one because he had a lot of ups, he had a lot of downs. You know, his life story is crazy personally and career wise. So when he said that to me, I started to get emotional and I'm not going to get emotional. Ray. But I mean, it really it really uh, solidifies how much he cares about his fans and as well as the people who is surrounded by him. Absolutely, absolutely agree. And uh, speaking of the, the person who came up a little short in this match, Chris Jericho, I, I think we've got to give a shout out to that choir for his. That choir his, was phenomenal, man. It, it was so yeah. cool. And I love that it, it felt like them having the choir was embracing the crowd singing yeah. along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got I got chills. I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to lie. I got some chills coming out and everyone's singing along with it. Uh, Roger, how did you feel Jericho did in this match? So apparently that woman posted her singing a cappella yes. on Twitter and yes. that's how they discovered her. That's so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, they, they do this a lot. They um I don't know if you saw it, but there was this fan who made a t-shirt logo and they started singing selling inner circle t-shirts yeah, based on did, that logo as well. Yeah, he did the Guns N' Roses the, yeah, yeah. Uh, t-shirt This company's logo. embracing all of it, and I think Jericho's a huge part of that. I'm sure Jericho had a big say in getting that choir, getting that t-shirt going, mm. getting this crowd to sing. Like, everything about Jericho... I'm starting to put him in, like, genius mode. I feel yeah. like, honestly, this guy should be up there considered among all the other goats. And last night was another example. You know, I was happy with the main event against Cody a few months ago, and he delivered again tonight, or last night. Yeah, this was a, this match felt very animalistic. It felt very, uh, it felt very high school uh, out by the backstop fight. <laughs> uh, you know? Basketball. <laughs> yeah, where you've got, like, the the bully with his buddies on the outside talking crap, and yeah. then... Aubrey Edwards with the ejection that got the one of my favorite pops, the spinner Rooney before throwing him out. I've never popped that hard for a referee in my life. Did you see Ortiz? Like yeah. the minute that she slammed him, he like threw himself back. Yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was like she like hit him with a Hayukin. Like it was yeah. so good. It was such I mean, so this is where I mean we we can argue on what makes a wrestler great or a, a match good or storytelling great, but I've not made it a secret. I'm a huge fan of Jericho. I'm a huge fan of the inner circle. But when you've got two people doing such a great job that you find yourself going with the crowd and still cheering for John Moxley, that is art. 
Yeah. I even though I'm a fan of Jericho, look, I've said it a million times, I love the inner circle. I was right there with everyone, yeah. cheering for John Moxley with the that gnarly cut in the <laughs> forehead and then pulling off the eye patch at the end. It was it was just such a great way to end this rivalry or at least end this uh part of the rivalry and I am so excited to see what this new era of AEW looks like with John Moxley as the champion. I think it's going to be a rough and wild AEW. I have a little prediction. <clears throat> I think the next person who I wish and I want to see to come to AEW is Sammy Callahan to have a rival with John Moxley because they have a history oh, back in the day. Leaves, so. mm-hmm. The conspiracy, if anybody knows what I'm, I'm talking about. So, um, or he could be part of the Dark Order. There's a lot of clues that Sammy Callahan posted on his Twitter and then, you know, AEW. But for me personally, I would like to see Sammy Callahan go to AEW. It really does feel like a new era. Like yeah. on, on Wednesday, I feel like it's going to start off with like, uh, uh, Moxley just arriving and causing hell. Like it's gonna yeah. feel different because we had Le Champion before Le Champion. Yeah, and <laughs> you know it, things were a little classier. We got a little bit of the bubbly every now and then. Like you know, yeah. it, it was a different type of feel. When you have a type of Stone Cold figure that's just like causing havoc everywhere, it's gonna be crazy. This is a champion you're gonna have to take a step back and really think hard before you challenge. <laughs> do you, you really? Do you really? Is it really worth that that <laughs> opportunity? Put in real quick. This yeah. is. I feel like this John Moxley being champion now for AEW is what should have been when he was the lunatic fringe in the WWE. Just someone yeah. that really gives no Fs about anything and just really just digging into that whole just attitude about it and really delving into that Stone Cold uh, um, Steve Austin type of character. He threw in an F word at the end of the pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We and don't love, care anymore. I love how Justin Roberts uh, didn't say it. He said, I'm going to have to paraphrase <laughs> Uh, speaking of paraphrasing, Roger, could you do the world a favor and let everyone know where they can find shows like ours? You can find us on iTunes, find us on YouTube, anywhere you could find us, go for it. We always appreciate you checking us out. I actually heard us on our iTunes last week. We sound phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) And I want you guys to experience that as well. So subscribe. Anytime you subscribe, you help us out. You help everyone out because the more voices we have, the bigger this company gets, the bigger we get, everyone benefits from it and we want to keep bringing you a great product so please subscribe and check us out yeah and thank you for everyone (laughs) joining us in the chat and the five star reviews and all that good fun stuff uh and speaking of good fun stuff we had pack versus orange cassidy and i've got to start i've got to start (laughs) with an apology when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong and I've said I didn't think Orange Cassidy could do it without having to change who he is. But I'm telling you right now, watching this match, <laughs> I had the time of my life. Can we can get I time say, of my life? Can I, get, can I say I uh, told you so? I told it, you so. It was so much fun i can't believe i had this much fun watching someone do nothing it was absolutely stellar uh hailing from wherever wing at whatever in my opinion the best part is the pyro it was like the pyro was barely doing anything and the smoke went halfway when it's entering I mean, come on. <laughs> Just, I mean, the way he was... My favorite bit was when he was rolling from side to okay, side of the that ring. Was, that was hilarious. <laughs> and then at some point... Uh, they caught him and I feel like they cracked they started laughing and they're like wait this is stupid what am I doing (laughs) and then 
I I lost it when he finally got his hands up and then into the pockets in the middle of the match. I was so pumped for this guy. I this dude is a star. This guy just <laughs> give him all the titles. I love it. You know, some people don't like the whole Orange Cassidy bit. Well, I tell you, if you don't like it, jog on. He's amazing. He is so jog on. good. Oh my goodness. And can we just say how big of an importance a crowd is? Like, uh, w- without the crowd, I don't know what I think of this match sometimes, but the uh, crowd was along the way the whole time. Oh, Chicago, you are the MVP. <laughs> you were into it this entire show. But I absolutely loved this match. And I love that, <laughs> I mean, the right person came out on top, but it didn't feel like it hurt Orange Cassidy. Uh, it looks like we're also going to get a little bit of a Lucha Bros best friends rivalry. How are we looking at that? I don't know, but I mean, I'm very interested to see that one. You know, we haven't seen them in a while, and I think it's time for us to get the opportunity to see, you know, the Lucha Bros come out and maybe go on top once again. Once again. Everything about this match was great. I like the outside interference because we have feuds. We mentioned this before. There's a lot of, like, second and third feuds going on in this company, and it doesn't feel like it's cluttered. So it's good to have. Like, I actually had forgotten that the Lucha Brothers kind of had a thing against the best friends. So it was a nice surprise. Like, oh, that's right. Like, Mm -hmm. this is great. And it added another factor to this match because already, like, I I feel like people were excited for this match, but we were all a little skeptical. We were a little nervous going in. I remember Pac used to, you know, he didn't like the gimmick they gave him at WWE. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that he takes wrestling so serious and yet he was happy with this match, that says a lot. I think that's what made this such a good match, (laughs) is that Pac is so serious (laughs) and Orange Cassidy is so whatever. (laughs) And whenever yeah, I love the part where they, he started playing along a little bit when Orange Cassidy started throwing the kicks and then Pac threw that little, like, <laughs> he threw the little, kicks back. little kick too. I'm just like, oh my goodness! I'm so glad he's actually just like into this match right now. Oh, and the cool the way the crowd was into it too. Every time going, oh, oh, oh. But then, but then again, they played up. The differences between the two with the way Pac shoves him right after and everyone just they booed him <laughs> out of the building for pushing a guy in a wrestling match. Who's it being was... annoying. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm going to push you. That's why he needs his orange juice to pump it up. I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I was a doubter. I apologized to everyone I argued with about it. Uh, I I'm a I'm a believer. I'm an I'm an Orange Cassidy guy. I'm all in. You see Jack on Wednesday coming coming in with his jeans, his Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> it's going to be a very quiet show because I'm just going to do this. Our <laughs> <laughs> for our iTunes listener, my thumb was barely up. Uh, I, I read online. I'm not sure. I, I I haven't confirmed yet. People are saying that Orange Cassidy used to be the fire ant in Chikara. And Chikara, oh. and I'm not sure if that's true. So, I, if it is, then I think that explains a lot. But if it's not, then stop doing that, guys. <laughs> yeah, quit spreading fake news. If it's fake, if it's not fake, then we're good. Good job. Way to make news stories happen. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, that was just absolutely great and I, I love that it came after such an emotional match as MJF and Cody there's no breathers here man like it was <laughs> the pacing of this show was just so good like I said um, before this match which was a fun match we had the very emotional very serious match the MJF versus Cody uh 
MJF with a pretty cool jacket. Cody, who I think his intro was like when you're making your character in WWE 2K <laughs> and you just give him everything. <laughs> like, I think that's Cody in a nutshell. Yeah. My my, my, my video game character. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, that's what he is. Yeah, just everything. Like, oh, you can have a live band now? Added. Oh, you can have everyone walk out with you? Added. I have a dog, my wife, a sledgehammer. Yeah, I, got I can it add a new tattoo. Add a, yeah. add a tattoo. Oh, I'm not going to put that in there. But you can't. You can't, you can't you can't really get it to the right. You can't get it to the right spot. Yeah, so it's like you end up putting it somewhere random. Uh, oh, this is funny. Yeah, so the belief in his brand he has is is actually, actually incredible. Uh, this was paced so perfect. It was such an emotional, serious match, and I love that uh, Cody was so intense, but MJF kept making us wait, rolling out of the ring, working the crowd. The fact that he has the guts to go into the crowd and grab beers and knock off hats and <laughs> splash people. Honestly, I, it takes so much guts to do that. Because you know there's a drunk fan out there who's like, I'm going to be the guy to hit him back. Right. Or, or do I something. I think he, he wants it. And I think he's kind of asking for it. I, I, yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if that does happen. Yeah. Because a lot of wrestling fans are are into <laughs> the characters. They believe these people are who they are. So they get a little rowdy. But... Then again, there goes there goes a lawsuit. You, know? <laughs> you get emotional, you get invested. I always remember this one clip of a grandma like fighting Ho- Hollywood Hogan, like right. at a nitro. I remember she's, that. She's really into it, and yeah. I feel like you kind of want that from your crowd, but it's a it's a risky move. Yeah, <laughs> it's it is a very risky move because yeah, especially if you don't know what they're gonna do, but. Man, the crowd was into this one. I feel like I'm going to say about every every match, just <laughs> FYI, every single match, the crowd was super into. Uh, they were cheering and chanting for everything. MJF, just so many great things. I loved him biting the toes. I loved him. He's so uh, sadistic. Why is he <laughs> everything? He likes lashes. He likes biting yeah. toes. What a weirdo. You know what this reminded me of? It reminded me of an old school NWA type of match. It just reminded me yeah, of just like Dusty Rhodes versus Ric Flair. Just like two yeah. heated rivals and you know the story's going to keep on going. So I just loved every minute of it. Yeah, these guys aren't done. They're not. Yeah, I agree, no. Josh. Great great analysis there. I do agree. It's going to yeah. be like a, a Dusty versus Flair in that they're they're never ending. It's never going away because they work together too well. They are, you know, they... Cody said he wanted to kill the Attitude Era, and today I felt like that happened because the Attitude Era led us to bad guys that we cheer for and good guys that do bad guy things, but this was a match where it was a true blue babyface guy you love versus a hated, not-trying-to-be-cool bad guy, and it was absolutely phenomenal. You're right. I feel like we we got obsessed with the era of the anti-hero, mm-hmm. and I feel like... In any other company, like the comp- uh, the crowd singing like Jericho song or the crowd getting invested into MJF, you would want to turn them. But that's not the case now. Like MJF is a punk, <laughs> yes. and we want him to get his comeuppance. Like we we want him to get beat up, and so it doesn't matter how cool he gets. It doesn't matter like how clever he gets on the mic. I want you to get beat up. <laughs> I want yeah. <laughs> And I, I think it was the right move, him w- coming out on top today. I love the, the whole setup. There's so many good <laughs> MJF moments. I loved how Cody was setting up for the uh, the bionic elbow, but then he like just fell oh, down, yeah. and he stole it from us, and we didn't get to see it. It was such a cool move. Uh, I loved, I called it, I, I, in my notes, it says the wobbling fisticuffs, where they were both kind of like <laughs> bloody and doing their yeah. thing, and... Uh, um, 
He tried doing the Golda slap too, I think, and he yeah. kind of he was injured, so he he was struggling to get some of those moves executed. Yeah, it was, uh, but it was um, I, my my favorite part of the match had to be the the crying apology. Oh, what a punk! What, what? a jerk! <laughs> what a jerk! And the whole time he's doing it, you know, it's not gonna go well. But he, oh, it was just, and he spits in his face. <laughs> uh, MJF, the king of the ring, in this one, slipping on the ring, hitting them with the. The punch, and then even just falling on him and not doing it in like a, yeah. you know, like because it makes Cody look great. Like MJF still comes across looking like he got lucky, uh, not looking like a a tough guy, looking like the villains. So we can still boo him and hit him. But uh, Jr. doing some of the best commentary here, where he subtly uh, pitches and promotes dynamite by saying he's like, "Hey, I." Can't, I, I I don't know what we're going to see MJF say on Dynamite this Wednesday in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> Good on JR. <laughs> Always pitching. Uh, so JR, hats off to you. Uh, <laughs> I, I do think he, he needed to emphasize the brass knuckles a bit. It, it was a regal brass knuckles move yeah. where, like, you know, you don't see it coming and he has them hidden the whole time. I think he should emphasize a bit more that way because I kind of didn't know what happened for a bit. So I think we need a little just little regalness to his... Final punch. Yeah, it was. Pr- it happened pretty quick. I hope that I. I agree. I hope it's kind of like regal. I hope he just wins with that. I think out. that. I, yeah, I think that would benefit him. And it, I could see him like decorating his brass knuckles. Like that's his thing. It, it, it feels like him. Bling him. <laughs> Bling him. Looking like Nelly's grill <laughs> on his fist. <laughs> with his Air Force One. That's what I'm talking Force about. Ones. <laughs> With the tape on his face. With, with a band-aid. With Let's a, go. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I feel like those were three matches, and all three of them were match the night contenders. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, though, we had the women's title match, and this one, to me, did feel a little bit more straightforward. It felt like everything we wanted to see and everything we were supposed to see. It was the one for me, though, that felt like I already knew the outcome before it started. Uh, how did you guys feel about this match? I thought it was an okay match. Um, I didn't feel like it was a, just a squash match. I think mm-hmm. um, we're building more of Nyla Rose at this point as a champion. I think uh, what they're probably going to do is build her up as a champion and have her w- be winning every single match until, like I mentioned before, when double or nothing, I get we get the chance. Maybe, hopefully, Awesome Kong comes out and just stares at her mm-hmm. instead of just going in and fighting her, just staring her, staring at her so down. we could just yeah. do a build-up for that. But I think right now it's for to build Nyla Rose and who she is and how she's going to be as a champion. I will say, I have an issue with you guys. You guys, <laughs> That's what? right. You, got, you guys promoted Nyla Rose and you guys wanted to get rid of Riho for so long. Mm-hmm. I miss Riho, first of all. So that's, that's my old thing. <laughs> no, but second... Nyla Rose is supposed to be a monster. She was powerbombing people, like, backstage. She was, like, demanding a title shot. I didn't see that yesterday. Like, I feel like she lacks upper body strength, and she wasn't, like, I want her to destroy Statlander. And I don't, maybe once you get the title, you kind of lose some of your drive. But I, I want to see that person that wants to destroy the whole division. Do you think maybe they're just doing a slow buildup for her? Yeah, but that's my thing. She's a monster. At least that's what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Right, and I right. didn't I haven't gotten that from her. 
Do you think maybe it was uh, the wrong opponent? Maybe she needed someone else smaller that she could sort of throw around a little bit more before going on to someone as big as Chris Statlander? Uh, that might be it, actually, because she, I mean, her match against Riho was phenomenal. I feel like <laughs> she yeah. kind of does great with that uh, with that type of uh, a match. But you're, you're right. And I think people forget Statlander is still pretty green. Like, mm. she doesn't have that much experience. So, you know, all, I mean, it was a good match, but I want her to... I want to feel that from uh, from Nyla Rose. I want someone that's indestructible, someone that everyone fears. And at this point, I don't fear her, and I think Riho could get her title back. Well, it's, Riho still technically is pretty unstoppable in AEW. Yeah. So I don't know what her contract situation or whatever is, but uh, if she came back, it wouldn't shock me. I agree. I would have liked to have seen Nyla Rose kind of throw someone around a little bit more, bully, bully the division a little bit more, but I think... Yeah. I think Statlander felt like the person she had to have a match with, and I think it's hard to throw someone like Statlander around because Statlander is pretty strong herself. Yeah. It's it, you know, it's not like she's easy to throw around. She swole. She's she's swole. <laughs> uh, but, Speaking of swole, I wish uh, swole was a part of this match. Do you, think, my do you think it should have been Swole versus Nyla instead of? I uh, think it should have been a triple threat. I do think it, it felt a bit weird. I think I mean. A Britt Baker wasn't involved. Uh, Sheeta wasn't involved. There's a lot of wrestlers that I feel like everyone kind of wanted involved. And I don't think this feud was built up as much as uh, for a variety of reasons. So maybe this would have been the perfect opportunity to just showcase everyone and do that. And it would have provided Nyla to be able to manhandle more people. I th- yeah, I think... I agree. I think what they were what kind of happened is they reset the division a little bit. And they didn't have enough time to build a really big challenger. So they needed someone that was worthy of being on the pay-per-view. Because if if we just gave Nyla someone to to crush, then (laughs) it it would have no place on a pay-per-view this stacked. Uh, So they needed to have someone that would stand as a match, I think, that they could just throw in there to have the match with. But I think they're going to build to something bigger down the road. Yeah, I, I agree. And, I mean, it was still a great match. That, that powerbomb from the top rope, good Lord. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was still a great match, and I think Nyla's going to do excellent as a champion. So hopefully we get more. I love the handstand off the ropes that uh, Statlander <laughs> did. She has a good moveset. It was, I like her. It, it was cool. I think we're going to see big things from both of them. But uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. This next one, speaking of, of big, match of the night, in my opinion. Match of the year, potentially, in my opinion. You know, Josh, camera one for what's becoming my catchphrase, <laughs> the best tag team match I have seen in as long as I can remember. We have the Young Bucks versus Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega. You know what? I've said for a while, you can't say you're the best tag team in the world if you're not the champions. Ow, but you know what? Ow, ow. You know what? I'm going to say today. Young Bucks... You could have passed today. This was, a, <laughs> this was a fantastic, holy cow match. One of my favorites. Roger, you were talking uh, about how you felt about this. Tell the world what you were telling me backstage. I, I said a lot backstage. He <laughs> <You> did. <laughs> I, I, this, I, I'm not sure what exactly we're referring to, but yeah. I, I love this match. This match was by far, this was like a WrestleMania quality, like main event, main Undertaker, yeah. Shawn Michaels quality. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous the quality that I saw yesterday. I, again, if you have the money <laughs> and you right. can buy this pay-per-view twice based on this match alone, yes. do it. Because they deserve it. This company deserves to rise based on just these four guys. It, it's phenomenal. There's no botches. The psychology is important. It's so good, man. 
yes, yeah, start to finish. <laughs> and I mean, the the craziest thing about it is it's so tons of big moves, tons of big tag team mm-hmm. situations. The the wrestling's on point, but the emotional storytelling that's happening between Matt Jackson getting angry at Hangman and Hangman <laughs> hating both the Bucks and Kenny Omega getting sick of the tension between the the four. Adding all that as a layer on top of the crazy match on its own is absolutely insane to me. Uh, Anissa, I want to ask you a question here. And um, it's something I was thinking as I was watching this. Young Bucks, everyone loves the Young Bucks. Uh, Everyone loves Kenny Omega. Hangman Adam Page is picking fights with these two, (laughs) these three, being kind of a jerk to them. But if you listen to the crowd, they love Hangman Page. And we were getting some boos for the the Young Bucks. Why do we seem to like the guy who seems to be the antagonist here? I guess those Marks can relate. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Get it together, Marks. Wow. Wow, shots shots fired. You know what's funny? I'm just playing. I, no, no. You had been mentioning Don't take my comments. <laughs> you had been mentioning that you you liked Adam Page. I, I love Adam Page. I, I'm on board now. I yeah. I was completely on Team Young Bucks. And then this feels like a soap opera. Like I am completely understanding of what Hangman Page is going through. They yeah. had that promo last week where, you know, they threw a shot at him and they were like, You should be grateful we got you in the bullet club and yeah. you were a nobody. Yeah. And it's like, what kind of friends are those? Like But yeah. it's true. Okay, but your friends shouldn't be putting you down. This is a guy who main evented against I don't think they were putting him down. I, I think was... they were being honest. I mean, we all have friends that need to check us some Well, if we're honest, the young bucks aren't champions. So they're no one to be talking. Like, honestly, they should They're the owners of the damn company. <laughs> right. Like, Hangman is a guy that we had our hopes high on him. He fought against Jericho for the very first uh, championship match, and he lost. He fought MJF for the ring that they battled for, the battle of the... I forgot the name of the ring, and he lost. So this is his first big accomplishment, and he's not getting the support that he thought he would from his homies. I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. I you know it's it's so crazy because when he had that first match with Jericho for the title, I remember thinking, uh, I don't know, maybe we not enough people know who he is. Yeah. Maybe he's not going to be that star. But this is where the patience side of things yeah. that AEW seems to have and the slow storytelling because there is a groundswell of support for Hangman right now, and that guy. He is a superstar. People loved him. There were some cowboy stuff <laughs> chants. Uh, keeping that <laughs> no explicit tag on this <laughs> iTunes show. Uh, there was cowboy chants. There were people were so into him. And that tease at the end where it looked like he was gonna buckshot. Oh Kenny. man! Oh, I, I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like on the yeah. edge of my seat. Like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? I'm invested, man. And like, and and you know why he's thinking that? He just beat arguably the greatest tag team. He did it with his finishing move. He tried yeah. the one winged angel. That didn't work. We even got some Marty Scroll finisher in there. That yeah. didn't work. Like all of these other moves, even the move said that he has with uh, Kenny where they combine the V trigger and the, the lariat that he has. Yeah. That didn't work. So obviously he doesn't need them. I'm all for you, Hangman. I lost Number it. One with, <laughs> I, that was the best near fall of the night for me. The V trigger, Buckshot V trigger buckshot not V-trigger. working. Yeah. I, I thought it was over. I totally was like blown away. So many. This is how you use lots of near falls in a good way. Because I loved every single yeah. one of them. And I, this is 
it's funny when they started AEW, they said they want the tag team division to be on par with the world title scene. And if I'm honest, this is the story I'm most interested in. Mm-hmm. I am so fascinated to see what happens on Wednesday when they follow up on this. Yeah, I want to like yeah. This is my ultimate soap opera. It the fact right. that we're not talking so much about their moves and more about the storyline. I think that's just a lot because it's hard to capture an audience that way. Yeah, like it's so hard. And they they have us. They got the crowd there. They're obviously doing a great job in using in ring psychology and their own experiences as a group to bring it all into this storyline. Where like you said. It's not so much an anti-hero anymore. We kind of just... We want to root for certain people. Yeah. And and it's cool. Like, Hangman is unhappy with his friends. And I don't expect anything crazy. Right. But he's upset with them. And I get to witness that and experience it with him. Yeah. I am... He, Hangman is my favorite person in wrestling right now, I think. I am so on board with, with Hangman. Uh, so... We, we got a successful title defense <laughs> there. Uh, someone who was not so successful was Sammy Guevara in his battle with Darby Allen uh, in what was a, a firecracker of a match itself, doing moves that if we did in a video game, <laughs> I would say no way that would ever happen. Uh, what do you guys think of these two going at it, the future of AEW going at it head to head? I can't wait until these guys are pretty much the face of the company because these two, I really enjoyed this match a lot. I really liked the whole 360, whatever that damn spin he did. Yeah, I think it's 630. Some, yeah, I think something it, crazy he's done that. Whenever, when he you do that. a flip six times in the air, I think that's what you call it. I don't know. Yeah, he <laughs> spun around landed, so many times. That's spot on. Stuff. I think uh, overall this really shows how much these two guys will end up being a star in the next couple of years, being the face of AEW. Um, you mentioned before you really think that maybe Sammy Guevara could be the leader of Inner Circle, and I think with that this was, match... That was, that was Roger. A Roger, lot of stuff was happening behind the scenes. There's a lot yeah. of things that was happening. <laughs> but I think that that will eventually happen. It, it feels like he's ready. Like I, It genuinely felt like... It happens in wrestling whenever you see, like, a mid-card type of feud, and you're like, yeah, this is a main event in, like, two or three years. And it happened yeah. when, like, when Triple H and The Rock were fighting against each other, Eddie and Rey Mysterio were fighting each other. Um, you know, there's people that you know that's going to be the main event in the future. And that's what I felt. I was like, this match is so good. Not only are, do they have the movesets, but they have the look. They, they, have, yeah. they have the crowd. What more could you ask for, man? Yeah, like, personally for me, I hope... Uh, Darby Allen and Sammy Guerrero have a long feud because I feel like that they really connected in the beginning of of not only just their in-ring style, but their storylines. And I think mocking each other really shows the outcome of both both of these two. I I think that brought out a lot. I think that having that, like, it allowed them, like, even having the whole thing where they're talking through, like, the the Love Actually type of... (laughs) uh, (laughs) The Love Actually notes. I feel like it allowed them to be more creative. And we said this a lot about AEW. Like, they're allowed to be creative. And, I mean, the fact that we're talking about a 6.30, I feel like we're talking about a crazy move every week, man. Mm -hmm. The... This... I just... I wrote down in my notes for this match is breathtaking. Like, as soon as it started, Darby Allen, when he dove out of the ring, (laughs) through the ropes, I... I was like, ugh! I I don't know how Sarah was ready (laughs) Who could have told me he was going to do that? I'm "I'm not ready for that. uh, But throughout the whole 
time. Excalibur uh, alluded to it. The actual match was very short because there was so much stuff that happened before the match even started. But it was, it felt like, again, playing a video game, but you like give yourself the special meter on full the whole game. <laughs> and that you're just hitting every <laughs> random crazy thing. And you built both of them up with perfect stats that are jumping clear across the ring. That, that coffin drop, I was like, you're not going to make that, man. Oh, that was, that was that good. Was that was amazing. good, man. But he hit it just perfectly. Uh, and then if Hager came out at the end. I think we might get a Hager... Uh, Darby Allen rivalry, which I think would be cool to see, especially after Hager was victorious over Dustin Rhodes in the opener of the actual pay-per-view. Two two bigger fellas going at it. I thought Hager looked like a big, heavy-hitting dude. (laughs) Lots of Uh, meat. Lots of meat in that (laughs) ring. Uh, Slapping together. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Let's keep going. Let's Let's go. go. Um, So, Anissa, tell tell me, how did you feel about these two uh, going at it? Bumping bumping together. Bumping meats. Bumping meats. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is Sunday and it's fun day. Um, I really enjoyed this match. I thought this storyline was was okay. Mm-hmm. It was a slow buildup, but I, I really wanted more to the storyline because we didn't really get to see a lot of Jake Hager as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, what and what Rhodes did at the end, kissing the wife, I don't even know if that's even really his wife or just an actress, but I thought mm-hmm. that was very, like, old-school attitude era. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little too attitude era. Yeah. I, I, I had but it wasn't, with- like... I had an issue with it. Like, appropriate, he just, like, kissed another chick. (laughs) Without her consent. So, to me, it felt felt kind of... It felt something that you would see in the Attitude Era, and I think wrestlers need to kind of adjust to the growing times. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, why would I be cheering for someone that, like... You know, like, he had his girlfriend ringside, or his wife, I'm not sure what she is, and she's supporting her husband. So I'm yeah. like, okay, well, good for them. And he kind of makes her. you feel bad. I feel bad. Yeah. And yeah. then here comes this guy and just mooches her. First of all, that sexual assault. And second, <laughs> right. and second, why? Like, why yeah. am I gonna, someone who's a lawyer? <laughs> why am I going to cheer for that? Yeah. Like, I, I'm. I feel bad for the other guy. Go ahead and beat up Dustin Rhodes, man. External shockwave is. Proving, no, actually concluding that that is indeed Hager's wife. Oh, oh okay. All right, cool. So, uh, <laughs> thank, thank, you, thank you, Shockwave. Uh, so, um, yeah, I felt like I sympathized with Hager when I saw his uh, his wife was there because I was like, oh, he's got a family. Oh, he's a, and he loves her. <laughs> yeah, he's like, exactly. come to say, kiss her and stuff. Yeah, and then Dustin kissing her was like, what a jerk. Yeah. That, that, I mean, I get it because that was kind of his thing from before, but uh, I don't know if that hit the way they wanted I see it both to. sides. I mean, if if you work in the business and you know behind the scenes, of course, you approved it. They, everyone agreed yeah. on well, yeah. it. Yeah. I get it, you know, but at the same time, it's like, okay, now what is this going to lead to Wednesday? Yeah. I, I think for someone that doesn't want to be that closely associated with Goldust, you know, he should kind of not act like Goldust then. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, real quick, because we are running low on time, uh, in the uh, buy-in show, we had SCU versus the Dark Order. Dark Order comes out on top after teasing the Exalted One uh, coming and it not happening. <laughs> coming to get it on. Uh, how do you guys feel? There's a lot of hype that the Exalted One would show up this uh, at this show, and they did not. How did you guys feel about this? Funny you mentioned that. Um, did anybody see the press conference? Did not. Did not. Well, <laughs> I will say, real quick. 
uh, the press conference pretty asked Tony Khan, like, is Matt Hardy coming? And he kind of little stumbled his voice a little bit about, uh, you know, he was very, uh, you know, gibberish with his words. So maybe we'll get the Matt Hardy. But in my opinion, with this and everything, I feel that we're going to get a lot more SCU versus Dark Order in the future. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what's going on with Christopher Daniels and SCU right now. Dark Order is one of my mo- one of the most interesting things I think too, and like who the Exalted One is and where they're going. I kind of mm-hmm. like that they didn't bring in because I think essentially what happens sometimes you get the TNA model where like people are expecting a return or a debut at a big event, mm-hmm. and then if you don't get that, everyone kind of goes home bummed out. So yeah. I was kind of happy that we didn't get that, and obviously yeah, we're still excited to see it. So yeah. you know, there's plenty of time for it. I thought it was the the right move too because uh, I think putting them on the the buy in since they're not having the debut yeah. or anything makes it so it's not a big deal. It's not a down, but I also think if you did have that big debut with so much stuff happening today, it would have got lost in the shuffle, anyways. Yeah. Um, so we're really low on time, um, but before we get into the social media stuff, I do want to go ahead and quickly do some uh, predictions or previews. Blood and Guts, the uh, War yeah. Game style match. Uh, I am super pumped about this. War Games, one of my favorite all time gimmick matches in the world. Uh, who do you guys think is going to be in this? What do you think is going to happen, real quick? I think we talked about it backstage Inner Circle versus the Elite. Yeah. I think it has to be that. Yeah. And throw in like a Moxley in there and just cause havoc. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be awesome. Uh, if, if Moxley's not in it, who is the number one contender? Who's the next one to get the, the, the match? If you're predicting, not who you want, but who you think. Ooh, I kind of, I want Jericho to continue. I want him to, like, go after the belt. I kind of want Jericho to come back with his own belt and declare himself. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. he's our Le Champion. And right. so, with bubbly's on the <laughs> side of bubbly. the belt. And yeah. he, he doesn't believe he's credible because maybe he didn't make weight on Wednesday. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fun. I like that. So then, um, so cool. So that's that's really. I mean, wait, who do you think? Who do I think the next challenger is going to yeah. be? I think the next challenger is going to be. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Lance Archer. Let's say Lance Archer. They just signed him. Oh, well, uh, there you go. I think they'll have a, a quick run. Um, but that said, we are unfortunately out of time. I feel like we could have done a whole episode on yeah. any one of these matches, so we had mm-hmm. to get through them pretty quickly. But uh, thank everyone so much for joining us. Roger, can you tell everyone where they can find you online? Yes, you can. You can find me on Twitter, Roger underscore Corral. And on all social media, Adam Sabar. And Josh in the booth. You guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at J-O-A-L-323. And you can find me at jackcfarmer.com as well as at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. You can also check me out on the Raw After Show every Monday night at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time as well as the AEW Social Media Skim every Monday. I also wrote up a fun article on AfterBuzz about how Nick Aldis is wrestling's most valuable wrestler. Check that out mm-hmm. online as well. And until Wednesday, Dynamite, ladies and gentlemen, do your best and be yourself. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 